1: Oh, welcome in. Episode 145, What's Right with Nick Wright. What a show we have for you today. I was up till 2.30 in the morning. Just, D- Dior is here. She will be introduced momentarily, or I guess I just did introduce her. But I was up until 2.30 in the morning, just buzzing off the fact of how blessed we are as sports fans that we have gotten to watch for 20 years now. The greatest athlete who has ever lived somehow finding new heights to reach well after his prime, well after any realistic expectations, 60 plus thousand minutes in, in the same year, He breaks the all-time scoring record in the regular season. Well after he had already broken the all-time scoring record for the playoffs. Doing setting a career high. In rebounds. I mean, we'll get to it. Also, Aaron Rodgers is traded. Uh, We will talk a little Diora Life stuff, whether she wants to or not. We have so many good things to discuss today. I'm telling you right now. We're probably going to need 20 minutes on the first segment clock. So much to get to. Oh, yeah, and oh, by the way, Jimmy Butler drops a double nickel plus a penny to go up 3-1 on the Bucks. All that is coming up on the show. Put your comments or questions in the chat. Subscribe on YouTube, by the way. I think we're right around 110,000 subscribers. You can also, of course, subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. You can do all of that. We would appreciate that. Uh, so watching on YouTube allows you to see our awesome graphics department, and if I'm being honest, my just gorgeous Versace tennis shoes I'm wearing today. Here's what make sure missed that the leg cut. leg's up
2: extra high today. The, say it again. You're making sure your legs up extra high today. Oh yeah,
1: I'm trying to make sure people can see. it. You need to get while I'm doing this. You need to get that microphone. Closer to your face so people can hear you better. Here's what missed the cut. The Rockets hiring Ime Udoka. LeBron, a book by Jeff Benedict, has been released, which is making people wonder if Book Club is coming back, and Randall Cobb signed by the Jets. That is not official, but we assume that is happening because Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet. All of that is not on the show. Diora, what is on the show today?
2: So while well, Aaron Rodgers yeah, was traded to New York City yes, he was. yesterday, but somehow we aren't starting with No, that, we're actually. not. There's bigger news, Instead, my friend. Instead, we'll start with your bestie, LeBron, mm. and I guess he did something pretty cool last night. He tied the game with a second left, and then the Lakers won in overtime to go up 3-1 on Memphis. Yeah. So be honest are you more relieved with the win or concerned that the Lakers almost blew their chance to win?
1: Well, listen, that would have been a horrible loss. They had total control of the game in the first half, and in the final three minutes of the second quarter, they let Memphis back in it. Memphis went on a 14-1 to run to cut a 15-point lead to a 2-point lead, and at halftime, I was anxious because Memphis had played so poorly, and yet they were right there and you had to be concerned that, oh, man, they're going to start hitting some shots. Somebody is going to get hot. And how are the Lakers going to respond? Because once again, Anthony Davis was just a total no-show. I think he was had one made field goal in the first half. In fact, I don't have to tell you. I think I can double-check that to be sure. Anthony Davis in the first half. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong about that. He was 0 for 5 in the first half. So that happens. And then the Grizzlies, not unexpectedly, take a lead. And then they're up seven in the fourth. And it it looked like LeBron simply didn't have it. He looked gassed. It seems like the plantar fasciitis, which was supposed to be a season-ending injury, had stolen some of his burst from him. He couldn't hit a shot. He hasn't been able to hit a, a three this entire series. He's now five best player. Well, I'll get to that. You were, you were, you know, dreaming counting sheep during this game. So let me paint the picture for you, my love, and explain to you why, despite being five for 27 from three in the series, despite not having it, he was brilliant when it mattered most. So LeBron didn't have it offensively. So how, what was he going to do to put his imprint on the game? Well, he's going to run the offense played 45 minutes, had one total turnover, create open shots for others, and have a career-high 20 rebounds. Career-high. Guys played almost more games than anyone in NBA history has never had a 20-rebound game until last night. But that's not the story either. The story is, on a night he didn't have it, when this is the critical game of the series, you go up 3-1, You win 95% of series NBA history. At 2-2, now it's a best of three with Memphis having home court going back to Memphis and the Lakers look gassed. And something's off with AD. Down two. Eight seconds left. Ball in LeBron's hands. Is he going to settle for a three? Is he going to drive and kick? Gets to his right. That is really. Do you hear that, Diora? What is that? That's mice running through the walls. No, it's not. It is. I knew you were gonna freak out. That is. Listen, we're in No, a that is
2: room. not what that is.
1: That absolutely is what that is. But let me get back to the LeBron thing. I knew that was gonna freak you out. That's just mice running through the walls. There's an ice cream shop next no, door. No, I think
2: you're. I think you're messing with. Okay, I'm not messing
1: out. with I you. I think it was a chair moving. I don't okay, sure. It was okay. a chair moving. Uh, if that makes you feel no, better. stop. Okay. Eight seconds left. LeBron gets to his right against the best defensive team in the Western Conference with the Defensive Player of the Year, and teardrops it off the top of the backboard, In overtime here we come. Then, actually pre-overtime, there's .8 left. Anthony Davis blocks John Moran's shot. LeBron gets the ball 60 feet from the basket, heaves it. Makes it. It was after the buzzer had expired by about a second, so he makes it. But it doesn't count. We go to overtime. In overtime. Three-point game. 30 seconds left. After LeBron hit another layup over uh, defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's got Dylan Brooks. Oh, professional wrestling heel Dylan Brooks. Chirping all week. LeBron drives left, gets the foul, and won. Good luck good night. 22 points, 20 rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, two charges taken, 45 minutes played, one turnover, and a 3-1 series lead. We've never, ever seen anything like this. LeBron has played four playoff games in year 20. All players in league history Where do these four games rank as far as points in a game for a player in year 20? First, second, fifth, and sixth. Kareem has two sandwiched in there. Didn't have it offensively, so he gives you 20 rebounds. Knew he was out of gas, but saved just enough to make the game-tying shot. And then enough to make the game sealing shot in overtime. And just for some context, because we're going to talk some of the LeBron Clutch stuff later, but this is an unbelievable stat. In the last 25 years, LeBron James, in his career, but is now 7 of 12. 7 of 12. That's 58% on shots in the playoffs, to tie or take the lead with one second or less remaining. Every other league MVP in the last 25 years combined is 6 of 27 on those shots. Steph, 0 for 1. Kobe, 2 for 6. Durant, 1 for 6. In fact, you know what? I think it's actually worse than that because that list doesn't include Russell Westbrook. We can show it to you. It is unbelievable what he did last night. I'm going to give you one other stat. And Kobe fans, I love and respect Kobe Bryant. um, But it's just the numbers. I want to make sure I have this right. LeBron James has played. Four career playoff games at Staples slash Crypto. He now, or five career playoff games, pardon me. He has as many game games where in the playoffs where he tied or took the lead with a second remaining as Kobe did in his entire Laker career. Kobe did it one game ever. Game four of the playoffs in 2006 or seven to go up 3 1 on Phoenix, a series they ended up actually losing. LeBron has now done it in his fifth Laker home game ever in the playoffs. Just unbelievable. Somehow, it was not the most unbelievable performance of the evening. Dior, let's get to that.
2: Okay. Jimmy Buckets went nuclear, and Milwaukee is somehow down 3-1. Butler dropped a Heat playoff record, 56 points. Wait. Yeah. Didn't yeah. LeBron play for the Heat? Yeah. So he scored more than LeBron ever did. In the playoffs, yeah. and uh, Interesting, interesting. No, no. No, no, no it, that's all I wanted to answer. Okay. To. Let's move on. All right, go ahead. Um, Sorry about that. Did we just see playoff Jimmy kill the number one seed Bucks?
1: All right, so... Uh, yeah. Because of what you just said, I'm going to say, because Reggie Miller said that's the greatest heat playoff game ever. Reggie, take a deep breath. Jimmy was unbelievable, but the 45, 15, and 10, 45. Yeah, because no one could be better. No, right? the, the, I'm, the 45, 15, and 5 that LeBron had with the blueprint game, game six against the Celtics in 2012 with the Eastern Conference Finals in Boston, That is. Now, maybe you could argue this is the best Heat playoff game in that building, but D-Wade had some finals games. LeBron obviously had some games that would take issue with that. But it's an all-time game. And Jimmy Butler is an all-time playoff performer. Jimmy Butler has zero 40-point regular season games with the Heat. He now has seven 40-point playoff games. 56 points. On 20, I think, what was it, 28 shots is just bananas. It's not supposed to happen ever, much less in the postseason, much less when the other team has Giannis. And he did it not because they were facing elimination. He did it to go up three games to one. It's just insane. It's absolutely insane what Butler did. And those of us that were saying, the Heat were a scary first-round team as I, I I didn't care what they were in the regular season. Here's what we know. They have the best coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra, and they've got a guy who is like the 20 or 21st or 22nd best player in the league in the regular season and then becomes a top-10 guy without a doubt in the postseason. Without a doubt! And he deserves so much credit, man. So much credit for being such... So Jimmy Butler, in the last four years, here's what he's done with Miami three years ago in 2012, which was his, yeah, his first year with Miami, drags that team to the finals has an all-time finals game. I'm going to give you the stat line on it because it was just an all-time going blow for blow with LeBron performance. In game three of those finals, he had 40, 11, and 13. Then, facing elimination in the finals, has 35, 12, 11 with five steals. They end up losing LeBron in six. The next year, they get knocked out by Milwaukee in round one. So be it. The next year, last year, they're the one seed. They are injured. Facing elimination, game six, in Boston, in the Eastern Conference Finals. He has 47, 9, 8, and 4, and they win. And then in game seven of those Eastern Conference Finals, he plays all 38, 48 minutes, has 35 and 9, and has a 3 at the end of the game to, make, to win, and he just misses it. Thus far in this series against the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks, he is averaging 37-6-5 and five on 63% shooting and 53% from 3. He's a playoff legend, man. There's just no getting around it. Now, I don't think the Bucs are dead. I am very excited to see how Giannis responds. Game five at home, they 100% should win. Then, game six in Miami, see what Giannis can channel. And then you would have game seven back at home. Their backs are against the wall. Giannis is still the best player in the world. However, as some of us expected, Spolstra is coaching circles around Budenholzer, and Budenholzer must be better. But that's an all-time Butler game. All-time. That's only... I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head, and then I'm going to check and see if I'm right. I think the only playoff games where anyone has scored more than Jimmy's 56 last night is Donovan Mitchell's 57 a couple years ago, Elgin Baylor had 61 once, and Michael Jordan's famous 63-point game. I want to make sure that's the full list, but I'm fairly certain... Let me just go to basketball reference. uh, Playoff leaders, uh, single-game points. Yeah. Elgin Baylor's Jordan 63, Elgin 61, Donovan's 57, and then three other guys have had 56 other than Jimmy. Jordan, Barkley in the best game of Barkley's career and Wilt. I when I was doing the NBA project, I rewatched um one of these Barkley games, the, not the 56. Barkley had 56 against the uh, Warriors. That's not the game that I rewatched. I thought it was, but I'm wrong. And I, I text Charles. Well, I'm not really like a text relationship with him, but I couldn't help myself and told him, I just watched one of the best games I've ever seen. No. Barkley, it was a game seven against Seattle in the Western Conference Finals. when We had 44 and 24. I think people forget what a monster peak Charles Barkley was. But Jimmy Butler, man, Playoff Jimmy's a real thing, and he's a terrifying force to see on the other side of the court. All right, what's next, Deora?
2: Okay, so our long national nightmare is finally over. Yeah. The Jets and Packers finally reached a deal to trade Aaron Rodgers. Here's the details.
1: All right, we can show the details on the screen. Let me sum these up for you because it seems, ignore the fifth and sixth round pick swaps. Here's the, sim, here's the way to look at it, all right? Because I don't think it's been explained properly. What the Packers got for Aaron Rodgers, is the following. They move up two spots in the first round this year from 15 to 13. They also get the 42nd pick this year. They also get the Jets' first round pick next year unless somehow Rodgers does not play at least 65% of the snaps, in which case they get the second round pick from the Jets next year. So, again, an overwhelming likelihood, barring a bad Rodgers injury, what the Packers got for Rodgers is you move up from 15 to 13, you get the 42nd pick, and a first-rounder next year. Go ahead, Diora.
2: Okay, so now, no. that, yeah, now that that's done, yeah. what's more likely for the Jets? They win the Super Bowl, or this blows up in their face miserably?
1: Listen, I think the most likely outcome is neither. But of those two, far and away, it's most likely. If you're telling me it's one of, one of these two things is guaranteed to happen, either they win the Super Bowl or this goes terribly, then the obvious answer is that it goes terribly. This seems not a Super Bowl team, Just not. Okay. Rodgers was not that good last year. When he was winning MVPs, he wasn't that good in the postseason. Everyone is for old uh,
2: to say that living in New York City.
1: Yeah, a lot. Here's somebody
2: might get you out here. I understand.
1: And Knicks fans are already mad at me, and that's that's fine. And Giants fans were mad at me. Can't live my life that way. I can't. The the your mom gets mad at me sometimes. You can't be talking bad about all these. I just it might. It, I owe you know who I owe my loyalty to the audience. The audience deserves my God's honest opinion about all this stuff, and that's what they're going to get. Here's the thing people have wrong about the Jets. The Jets' defense was unbelievable last year. Defense tends to wax and wane year to year. A number top three defense one year far from guarantees a top three defense the following year. That's the first point. Second point is this. Rodgers at age 40, much like LeBron is doing in the NBA, Brady... Perverted our brains on what we think an aging quarterback's going to look like. You then add to the fact I don't love the Jets coaching staff. I think they gave up a ton. I'm not sure how engaged Rodgers is going to be in the offseason. This to me has a ton of warning signs. Now, so I get why real quick. I get why they did it. You feel like you have an opportunity to take a shot this season, and you had a disastrous quarterback situation last year. Disastrous. So I understand why they did it, but they paid a heavy premium for a guy that could, if Rodgers ends up playing this year and they don't go on a real playoff run, and then he retires, you then traded the 42nd pick, your first rounder next year, and moved back in the first round this year two spots for what? They paid a heavy, heavy premium for folks saying, oh, the Jets have all the leverage. That's not how this negotiation ended up going. I like this trade for the Packers a lot more than I like it for the Jets. Go ahead now, though. Sorry.
2: Okay, so as a Chiefs fan, who are you more, more worried about, the Jets, Bengals, or Bills?
1: Oh, the Jets are not in that discussion me. Okay. Uh, the Bengals and the Chargers... Are to me the two biggest competitors for the Chiefs, and then after that it's the Bills and the Jags, and then after that it would be the Jets and the Ravens, assuming Lamar is back with the Ravens, which I don't know if he will be. The Jets are not a contender. The Jets are a contender for a wild card spot, not a contender for the Super Bowl. You got another follow up here.
2: So what? But what about the Packers? Yeah, P- plant your flag. In or out on Jordan Love?
1: I haven't seen enough of him. I'm going to root for the guy. See, uh, the Packers are clearly in on him. And I'll tell you this much. There is a chance. There is a non-zero chance. He's the best quarterback in the NFC North next year. Kirk Cousins is cooked. Jared Goff, we'll see if he can duplicate what he did this year. And then Justin Fields, a, whole un- a huge unknown. Now, he could be the worst quarterback in that division. But we haven't seen enough of him. But I'm rooting for the guy. We're in overtime. Gosh darn it. All right, last. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so the Kings nearly took a, sh- nearly sure. took a stranglehold on the series. But Harrison Barnes happened.
1: Yeah, sucks.
2: <laughs> but an even bigger loss for Sacramento. The Aaron Fox fractured a finger on a shooting hand. Demonte says he's got to play it through, but I wouldn't take the advice from Demonte. Okay, so
1: let's show Demonte's tweet. Demonte said he's got to play through the. the I sent a. I sent a t- group text that I'm crushed about Fox's injuries. Demonte wrote, "Got to play through that," and then evidently whoever's posted the screenshot, they have Demonte in his their phone saved as Fox reporter. What are you saying, Diora, about?
2: i hurt his finger a while ago. How'd he hurt it? Uh, playing basketball. Playing
1: basketball. What did he, he do? He hurt his
2: finger and he continued to play through it. Yeah. And now Damonze's finger is permanently stuck, bent. Yeah. He cannot do anything with it. It's really. deformed. It literally does not go from not bending. And he's telling him to play through it. So. If Demonze says play through it, I do the exact opposite of it
1: Okay, that. let's make sure we send this to Demonze and we tweet this out. This is his sister making fun of his physical? I'm not making fun of him. I'm you are. Saying, you like... you are. Um, but I think you're right on this one. There are a lot of things I would take Demonze's advice on what to do and not to do. This is like actually what's so funny about that text from Demonze is this oddly is. Something he is a firsthand expert on. What do you do if you suffer a significant finger injury while playing basketball and want to keep playing basketball? And his own experience would tell you, well, what you don't do is ignore it and just keep playing, or else you end up looking like an old uh, offensive lineman with your finger mangled.
2: Like, he can't oh, like even. All times, port, like, yeah, he'll be port, like, Hi.
1: yeah. That's he's gonna be so mad at you. Uh, he poured a say before these shows. We all have to clap and he, he can't even clap that great. I mean, he's a great looking kid. He's doing great. I love him so much. He's just got unlucky. Uh, but that's bad advice he's giving Darren Fox. What's the other question you have here? Does
2: this change your predictions that the Kings will win and end the Warriors dynasty?
1: I don't want to talk about this.
2: Oh, baby.
1: I don't want to talk about this. If Fox can't play, they can't and they're the better team and this is where warrior fans get mad at me but these are just the facts on the ground as we all know them in 2015 lebron and the Cavs were better than the warriors and before the series even started kevin love had his shoulder ripped out of socket by kelly Olynyk and missed the series and in game one Kyrie Irving broke his kneecap and missed the rest of the series, and the Warriors won their first championship. In 2017, one of the greatest teams ever, the Warriors team with Kevin Durant, were playing a Spurs team that was unbelievable that season.
2: Spurs, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Well,
1: because Kawhi Leonard left. Kawhi was still on the team. They were up, they being the Spurs, 22 points in the second half of game one. And then Zaza injured Kawhi, Kawhi missed the rest of the series, and the Warriors were on to win the title. 2018, the Warriors, with Kevin Durant, are trailing the 65-win Rockets, three games to two. The Rockets have game seven at home, and at the end of game five, Chris Paul pulls his hamstring, misses the rest of the series, and the Warriors win title number three. Last year, the Warriors, in round two, are in a dogfight with the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies' best player, John Morant, gets hurt. They go on to win that series. John misses the rest of the series, misses games from game four on, and the Warriors go on to win the title. That is four years where either the player they had the most trouble guarding or the second best player on their biggest competition got hurt. In route to them winning a title. Now, I understand Warriors fans in 2019, you would have won the title if you didn't suffer injuries. I get it. But that's four rings where injuries played a major factor in your favor, one where it's gone against you. And now this year, a guy you can't guard breaks the tip of his finger at the end of game four. And now we'll see. It's such a bummer. I've been so happy today, and you brought me down. Take a 90-second break. Come back. Don't forget your questions and comments in the YouTube chat. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, Welcome welcome. back. Young lady, (laughs) I I went over this with you before.
2: I've had a few people in the comments tell me that I should be the one to bring us back from breaks, actually. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay, you know what, guys? Can we run the animation again? Tell me if we can run the animation. No, 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 no. Well Alright, ready? Let's run it back. Run the animation again and let's just have Diora do it. It's episode 145 by the way, and don't forget to tell people to leave their questions and comments hey, in hey, the hey, comment hey, hey. section. Alright, and 3, this spot like this. 2, 1, roll the animation.
0: Getting ready to take on Spring?
2: Hey, guys, and welcome back from the break. This is episode 145. Leave some comments in the comments. And yeah. So next segment, this is the B block now. Yeah. Okay. Somehow we're still going to talk about LeBron. Last week, you talked about how statistically LeBron is more clutch than Kobe. Last night definitely helped your case. Yeah. But Twitter took, a col- took the cold, hard stats and called them your opinion, actually.
1: Um, yeah. We Let's can show you. We can show you the tweet. This is from Legion Hoops. You're doing a great job, Scoot. Uh, Nick Wright says LeBron is more clutch than Kobe, MJ, and staff. Agree? Question mark. Now, and I don't. I don't know that I said he's more clutch than Jordan. I said the last 26 years that what the numbers were. That obviously doesn't include you cover yourself now, huh? Well, I want to say exactly what I said, but go ahead. You can read the rest of the question.
2: Okay, while others were out partying on their Friday nights, you were busy texting our producers to add this to today's show. Mm-hmm. My main question is, why are we still talking about this and why are you bothering our producers on a Friday night? Well, listen, what right? You your may not asleep. have a life, but they do. Okay.
1: well, I, first of all, I'm not I'm sure some do and some don't. I mean really, I mean look at look at this crew of misfits uh the not all of them i obviously Nah,
2: they look like they're the, party animals you, you know? think so
1: yeah i think victor probably you know g- gets after it
2: gets daniel right you sound like such an old man what do you mean <laughs> i'm sure they get after, after i'm
1: sure victor gets after it victor rides a motorcycle <laughs> all he, right he doesn't uh i Kara, <laughs> i you know what i i'm still embarrassed because a year ago i accidentally called Kara the wrong job title and I've still you just call go, her.
2: Yeah, what'd you call her?
1: I messed up. I don't want Sounds
2: like her, it's about to be really bad. What did you call her? I don't know. We
1: I said she...
2: You should tell want... everyone what Kara does and what you thought she did.
1: She's our second in command producer.
2: Uh-huh and what did you think she was?
1: I it it I said look at the screen. I
2: Oh no
1: I I i got my she's a woman no it's not because well (laughs) here's the thing i'm gonna be totally honest with you and i i just i hope the audience cuts me a break here (laughs) at the time i said that we had a female intern on the tv show and i just got it transposed in my head so yes kind of it was because she was a woman working Everybody on the show. Everybody
2: cut that and but just no, don't say no, woman working please, on the show. No. Just put that wasn't, but I just Somebody got it out
1: transposed rest. in my head because I have a work group chat and uh, it wasn't great. I real as soon as I said it, I was like, ooh, I don't think that's right. And so, but now I'm distracted. I'm trying to talk. You, you threw me off here trying to make me relive the most embarrassing moment of this show. Uh, so. As far as me texting them on a Friday night, I forget things. And so I just like use the text chain like, hey, remind me to talk about this. That tweet irked me from Legion Hoops because forget the replies to it. The replies to it are just a hellscape. But it irked me because there is such adamant belief that Le- LeBron is, when it comes to clutch stuff, LeBron is well below average, and Kobe and Steph and who, Kevin Durant, whomever you want, are legendary performers. And that is not a tenable opinion. That would be like, that. you can't just say, I believe I'm 6'5", if you're six feet tall. You can't be like, well, it's what I believe. There are certain things that are objective facts.
2: Energy gives off six so,
1: five. Okay, sure, whatever. I I identify as six five. You could say a lot <laughs> of those things, but I but you but there are certain things that are just objective facts. And how's and la, and I want to talk about this before. LeBron hit a layup over the defensive player of the year with one with less than a second left to tie of the game. And it, to me, is an interesting topic just because it does speak to how the media has the ability to warp our perception of things, even things we've seen. So most people who are watching this show or who are fans of this show have watched the entirety of LeBron's career. Most of us, except for our very young viewers, have watched the entirety of Kobe's career. And that's why I replied to the tweet saying, I didn't say it. The historical record says it. Argue with the video, not with me. And the tweet that I put out there was, and I'll I'll give you the details on it here as as soon as I pull it up, uh, where I just tweeted out, In response to Legion hoops, again, I don't know why I'm arguing with Legion hoops on a Friday night, but I get frustrated sometimes. Even
2: I was doing stuff on a Friday
1: night. What I put up there was, final minute of the fourth quarter of playoff games, or fourth quarter O.T., what are guys' field goal percentage? And LeBron, by the way, after last night, is now 22 of 45, and Kobe in that exact same setting, was 9 of 31. And then we can, again, oh, that's just the last 20 years, by the way. Kobe's entire career, he was 11 of 44. We can expand it. We can do it however you want to do it. 12 of 44, pardon me for Kobe. LeBron's now 22 of 45, and Kobe's 12 of 44. But the media has hammered this point so much. The majority of people, even though they saw both careers, just take it as a fact and take my opinion, which is not an opinion. It's just the statistical record. They take that as a hot take. That's fascinating to me. The way ability, it's like it's like an almost a different version of the Mandela effect, which is where people have collective memories. Do you know what that is? I d-
2: yes. The I Mandela
1: effect. Uh, well, if the audience doesn't know what it is. The, there are certain things that unrelated people uh believe that never happened. So one of them is
2: like pictures or stuff that just everyone sees it a certain way, but it was never actually it
1: was right. never actually there. So, like a famous one is the reason it's called the Mandela effect is a lot of people believe Nelson Mandela died a couple decades ago in prison. But he didn't. A lot of people swear to this day that there was a movie in the 90s where Sinbad played a genie. They swear that happened. But that movie never existed. So that's the Mandela effect. It's the... The old kids' card or children's book, The Barenstein Bears or the stain Bears.
2: It's the Bernstein Bears.
1: Well, it's a stain or stain, is what people get wrong on it, but doesn't matter. There's a lot of examples of this collective mismemory. This is kind of a media-induced sports version of it where people have just told you for so long this guy is something, this guy isn't something, that even though your eyes saw something different. People could take a polygraph to the effect of the opposite. All right, let's play a game.
2: Okay, so we're about to play Freak Out or Chill Out. Yep. So the first one is the Suns are on their way to a gentleman's sweep of the Clippers, but that doesn't mean that they will be well rested. The Suns stars are averaging over 40 minutes a game. Can they keep it up? Should the Suns freak out or chill out?
1: Oh, I'd freak out and I would chill out on the minutes. But if I were a Suns fan, I would freak out. This to me is a really noteworthy uh, factor of the this postseason so far. Right now, if we go to, let me, and I'm going to pull it up so we have it exactly, the minutes leaders in these playoffs, number one, minutes per game, Kevin Durant, 44. Number two, Devin Booker, 44. Tied for ninth, Chris Paul, 39. Flip side of that, which team's bench has scored the fewest points by far in these playoffs? The Phoenix Suns. So first of all, you keep playing these tight fourth quarters against the Clippers team that only has Russ. And shout out to Russ for this throwback performance. It's just brilliant what he's done. I didn't think he had it in him anymore. It's been unbelievable to watch. But, so we are, we're seeing, first of all, the Suns not be able to put a team away that's without its two best guys. You're then also seeing the Suns coach feel like, I can't trust anyone off my bench. So Kevin Durant at age 34, who's been injured each of the last four years. I'm playing him 44 minutes a game in round one. And what I'm telling you is going to happen is he is either going to suffer some sort of soft tissue injury or he is going to go into a slump and be like, oh, what happened to KD? And what's going to have happened to him is he's going to be exhausted. And next round, they're in Denver playing at altitude. It's a recipe for disaster. The Suns are super talented. I think they're not one guy. I think they're two guys short, and I would be concerned if I were them. So I would freak out.
2: Okay. Next. So NBA refs are under attack. DeJounte Murray was suspended for bumping a ref. Jason Tatum also fully shoved a ref, but no one's talking about it. The refs in Golden State were clearly scared that they'd be next, so they refused to give Draymond a second technical. Should the refs freak out or chill out? Uh, I think I think they should freak out.
1: Freak out about what? Tell me why.
2: I mean, I'd be scared I'm going to get hit by a six-something basketball player too.
1: Well, the refs don't actually hit. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say refs. Uh, the, the players are not going to actually hit the ref. What DeJounte Murray life. did is wild. What DeJounte Murray did is, objectively speaking, Just wild, and he deserved to be suspended. I didn't see the Tatum thing until I saw it in the rundown, so I went and looked at it. That was kind of wild, too, but because it was in the flow of the game, the refs just agreed to look the other way. What I will tell you is that the refs, I'm glad they didn't throw Draymond out of that game, but Draymond was playing with fire. The reason people thought he might get thrown out was he already had a tech. And it's what Nick it's worse than what Nick Claxton got thrown out for. The refs, I think, need to just take a beat. They threw Dylan Brooks out of the game. Think he they deserved need to chill it. Out? Yeah, I think they need to chill out. They threw him, they didn't throw Embiid out of the game when he probably did deserve it. They threw Draymond out of the game when he did deserve it. I I don't have a ton of sympathy for Brooks, Draymond, or Embiid. Embiid got away with it. Um, because those guys have a history of flagrant fouls. They didn't threw Harden out of the game when he didn't deserve it. Can we just chill on the ejections? And for the players, really just DeJounte Murray, don't put your hands on the officials. It's ridiculous. All right, next.
2: Okay, so Kawhi missed back-to-back games with a knee sprain and is out again tonight. Now his team is on the brink of elimination because of his unability. Unavailability. Uh, Unavailability. Yeah. Should Clippers fans freak out or chill out?
1: Oh, you got to freak out. It's a disaster. Kawhi's, I mean,
2: do you think it's equal to if LeBron were to be injured and have to go out? Well... Or you think that's a bigger
1: deal? No, I, I think for the... Here's why this is a bigger deal for the Clippers. The Lakers already won a title with LeBron, and LeBron, everyone knows at this stage of his career, injuries are going to play a huge factor. Kawhi is supposed to be in his prime. They load-managed him all year, so he would be healthy for the playoffs. And by the Clippers' own definition, he was healthy for one playoff game and then played through injury in game two and now is going to miss the rest of the series. Also, I thought it was very odd. They declared him day-to-day with a knee sprain, out for game three. He then missed game four. They then announced him out for game five yesterday midday. So, if you're day-to-day with a knee sprain, and the game is tonight... I so think he
2: told them that?
1: Yes. I think he said, I'm not going to be able to play, guys. And I'm not saying he's not hurt. And I also... Listen, I also understand Kawhi Leonard's going through a legitimate family tragedy right now. His sister's, I think, about to go to prison for a very long time. For what? Alleged murder. Um, And so... I understand that he's dealing with that, and I understand that he's hurt. But if you're the Clippers, you mortgage your entire future for Kawhi and Paul George. You got Paul George because Kawhi wanted you to. I'm sure now he wishes he had asked for Jimmy Butler instead or just asked for nothing and kept those assets and kept Shea. But the fact that that Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers has never played in the conference finals, and is now hurt again, and you can't rely on it in the regular season, you can't rely on him in the playoffs. When he's healthy, he's great, but the guy's never healthy, and it's a disaster, a total abject disaster for the Clippers franchise, which now have a guy that you almost have to play like a sixth man on a max deal for the next couple years. It's a disaster. All right, last thing. So last week. Uh, I'd just
2: like to say I don't approve of this.
1: Okay, well, I'm just. Uh, you're part of the show. I'm not going to reveal any real secrets mm, or anything. Right. Last week, Dior and I wore UC Santa Barbara, or UC Santa Cruz, pardon me, sweatshirts on the show because it's it was looking shirt. like that's where she was going to go to school.
2: It's still looking like that.
1: She then found out she got into a school here in New York City. As we've said, she's still waiting to hear back from UC Berkeley. And if anyone watching has some juice at UC Berkeley, I, you know what I mean? Uh, she'd be a wonderful addition to the campus. I have something to tell you about this, because I think you believe that I really want you to stay in New York City.
2: I don't think I, that, actually. You
1: don't think that? No. Oh, okay. you think mommy really wants you to stay in yeah. New York City? So, Dior is in, let's assume she doesn't get into UC Berkeley. She's either going to be in Manhattan or
2: across I'm not going to be in Manhattan.
1: Oh, I'm saying you're too...
2: You keep saying it's a there. choice. It's one I or the mean, other.
1: You, I don't, know. you don't know. I'm just I, know. I don't know. Well, you haven't even visited this school. Well, I've been there. Yes, you've I got have.
2: It, I was you, there for auditions.
1: Right, and you, you probably should talk to you know what I mean their drama department and see if anything no, jumps okay. out at you and these things. You don't want to make rash decisions. Oh, right. But I'm on your side on this. I actually think that unless if you're for, not from New York City. I think going to college in New York City could be a crazy, an awesome experience. You understand what I mean? Like if you're from say you had grown up in Houston where we lived and we never moved here and you got into a college in New York City, then I think that'd be one thing. Because you've spent all of high school here, I do think going to an actual campus and doing all of that would be a great experience. So I'm not trying to, and I'm not going to try to pressure you into any decision what i will tell you and i think our youtube commenters would agree is you shouldn't make any definitive decisions until you've seen both places i've seen you but you haven't seen santa cruz you got to go there so you can't say like i'm 100 percent going there until you've actually walked the campus you know felt that your foot on the feet on the grass interacted with the students those types of things like this is a this is a major life decision you're making. So you're just you're just dead set.
2: I told you I was. That's why that's I, my point here, guys. Yeah. Is that me and him have had this conversation mm-hmm. and he's still deciding to have the conversation here now.
1: Well, I just think, you know, I think that we can talk it through. I am gonna miss you, Scoop. Aw. I'm gonna miss you so much. I just Aww. think you should just ha- keep an open mind. Can we keep an open mind or are we like like five percent
2: here? then why'd you apply there that was in case i didn't get into any schools in oh. california i applied to 17 schools
1: you did apply to a lot of schools we applied to seven that was good father-daughter bonding time wasn't it come on don't leave me hanging come on that was good those are good times filling out those applications i have a few quotes from him you have a few quotes from me yeah oh that's something I deora can't... does <laughs> deora has a, a quote, file though. on her phone of taking out of context quotes from me that she says she's Not gonna use him, it's to
2: from all of my friends. Yeah, but... I could cancel him at any Okay, don't
1: say you could cancel me. I, I don't could say cancel anyone. Up. No, okay. Again, I don't say cancelable things. That is incorrect. However, <laughs> Diora thinks she could, and she's like has it like as a blackmail book.
2: No, like you're I that cons on
1: succession. I
2: think it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that's on her phone and you're like I have them from you and my friends who cares what your silly friends say they, 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 it's not gonna they, they you know impact they're're they're, they're they're teenagers
2: they're not ha- supposed to have an impact they're supposed to just be funny mm,
1: I don't like it I'm a, I'm a magnetize your phone or er, er, uh, erase the phone all right your questions comments next what's right? All right. Welcome back. Welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Uh, so, do you want to read that first uh, first one we have here for our listener comments and questions?
2: Okay, in the chat, about a dozen people claim Shazam with Sinbad exists. Yogi Jacob lights. Yeah, that's code. what I'm
1: saying, but it doesn't. That's the thing is, Sinbad was never in a movie as a genie, but so many. That's the Mandela effect. So many people swear that that movie existed. It simply never existed. I so, see
2: pictures of it right here. Of what? Him as a genie.
1: Let me see. What you, show me what you're looking at. So the...
2: Legend of the Seven Seas.
1: The Yeah, so the, 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 there was never... Sinbad was never in a movie as a genie. Everybody thinks he was. That now, he did for April Fool's Day a few years ago post an image like leaning into the Mandela Effect thing as like, hey, here's that movie, but that movie never existed. It never existed. 100%, but everyone swears it did. So there's, again, if people care about the Mandela Effect, that the most famous one is that when Nelson Mandela uh, died in 2013, Thousands of people swore he died on Robin Island in prison in the 80s, but he didn't. Uh, the the there are the so the one that I would have 100% gotten wrong is it was not the Steen Bears. It was the Berenstain Bears, but I never would have gotten that right. Um, or
2: like the Fruit of the Loom thing. The fruit of the loom
1: thing is crazy With the, like, as cornucopia well. Cornucopia thing. Yeah, the go explain that one, Dior. If
2: I you think will. I think it's that the cornucopia was never there.
1: Never in the fruit of a loom. Which
2: one. I think is absolutely insane.
1: And so, or
2: Looney Tunes.
1: The Looney Tunes is a weird one. The fact that it was never called Cheese it's It's Cheese It. Really, like these are all. Um, or that
2: there's no black at the end of Pikachu's tail.
1: Well, that one i don't know
2: that one's true there's no black at the end of his tail no
1: i'm saying i don't um i i, I can't picture pikachu really well or
2: the monopoly guy doesn't have the thing on it so
1: own. that one i think i can figure out that the monopoly guy doesn't have a monocle um is because people are confusing him with mr peanut also people talk about the fact that in star wars Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. I don't think that's an example of the Mandela effect. I think that's an example of people in contemporary pop culture getting that line wrong, and therefore we remember it as Luke because other people have said it. Um, Similar to in Forrest Gump, he said life was like a box of chocolates, But whenever people quote that, they say life is like a box of chocolates. I don't think that's the Mandela effect. Now, I will tell you one.
2: Flintstones.
1: How about this? Snow White never said mirror, mirror on the wall. She said magic mirror on the wall. I knew that one. But again, I think that is, I'll give you a better example for the Mandela effect. Tom Cruise in Risky Business when he's sliding across the, you're too young for this sliding across the, the the living room singing in his underwear and socks
2: i know that one
1: okay pi- everyone picture that that image uh-huh. does he or does he not have sunglasses on he does have
2: sunglasses on. he
1: does not but all of us see him with sunglasses on um
2: did someone else reenact it with sunglasses on and then everyone else just kind of
1: So, I I don't know, but that's just how people remember it. The, hold on, I have to look this one up, because this one, and then we can move on. In Silence of the Lambs, I think this is going to blow the producing room's mind. In Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, never once says, hello, Clarice.
2: Never do that. He
1: me. just says good morning. He does not say hello, Clarice, once in the entire movie. That's impossible for me to believe. Now my mind is blown. All right, next. uh Do okay. you, you can ask Zero's question?
2: Zero asked Do you think that any of the six teams down that 3 1 will win a series or will go. Or will oh, all of them lose? Or will all of them lose? Yeah.
1: I think the. If I were ranking them in order of chance, the Bucks I think have still a coin flip chance. Then it drops off a cliff. The Cavs are the only other one that has any chance at all. And it's very, very slim, if not impossible. And then for the Timberwolves, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Hawks, it is impossible. The Bucks have a real chance. Uh go ahead. What's Connor's question?
2: Okay, so Connor asked, What did you think of the Davis Garcia fight?
1: Right. Tank's a son of a gun, man. is a bad dude. Hit him right in the liver. I I know some people were like, oh, it was fixed. Why did he fall like that? That's a liver punch, man. And that is a bad, bad man. Five foot five inches hitting you, nicknamed Tank, right in the liver. Your knees would buckle too. Next.
2: Okay, so Jason asks, do you agree that you owe your success to the rise of the Warriors and the Warriors fans that hate that hate,
1: hate, watch
2: you, hate, watch you daily.
1: No, not at all. My show used to be on at 7 30, 6 30 a.m. Eastern. It was 3 30 a.m. on the West Coast. I do not, no, I disagree with that. Now, it, viewership counts as viewership, but no, I don't, I, I, I I'm not going to give Warriors fans that. And I got no problem with Warrior fans, it's just the annoying ones, which most of them are. All right, next.
2: If you could go pro in any, sorry, Jacob Connell asks Yeah. Um, If you could go pro in any sport, which sport would you choose? And he also says that assuming that you'd be a starting player, but not a star.
1: Oh, basketball. There's no question. If you, he's saying you just imbue me with the athleticism. Baseball would be boring. Oh, you know, I say basketball. But if I'm not a star but I'm good enough to just do it the answer might be golf because you can do it for 30 years
2: I need to send to the group chat of that video I have of you golfing which one when we were in um...
1: Hawaii when I was crushing no when (laughs) what what are you laughing about
2: (laughs) I need to find that so they can put it why what's the
1: video what am I doing wrong really funny the I hadn't golfed in seven years Oh, i started playing in Hawaii. I was, to, awesome. I was awesome i was great for no i hadn't played really in seven dying. years i listened one in every three shots was a dead slice but everything else was excellent
2: you guys you guys want to know how many times he lost his ball and well that's
1: the dead slice you lose your ball you're playing in hawaii goes off a volcano <laughs> but uh it was still great um all right read the last so i think definitely not football too much injuries too short of a career not baseball too boring not hockey, don't know the rules. Um, tennis, the practice seems miserable. It's golf or basketball, no question. All right, last one.
2: Okay, last one. Carter Say I, uh said, what moment sticks out most as a proud... What moment... Sticks out as the most proud you felt for your kids, any of us?
1: Well, not you reading that question, that's for sure. Um... Come on! Oh, that was good. That was my fun.
2: dad likes to make fun of my disability. That's not a
1: disability, isn't that? You don't have a reading disability. You have a coordination disability, but not a reading disability. Um, so
2: I can't believe you. Said the
1: I don't listen. Singular proud moments. There, there's there's a a million of them. I'll stick out. I'll, I'll point. I'll pick a time for each of you guys. Uh where you were, like, performing in, like, a school or public setting. Uh, for DeMondze, uh Demonze was playing, a, uh, I think it was Hightower, his junior year of high school. They had a D1 kid on the other team. They were the far, far better team. He was playing at Kempner and had a dominant game, had a 30-point game and kept his team in it the entirety of the way they ended up losing but they had no business being in the game and it was because he was just a badass that day just awesome and i was sitting there next to the dad of the kid who was a d1 player for the other team and it was kind of it was just a really cool fun proud moment for me for deanna it was just recently uh, when she was cast as annie uh, in a play of fourth and fifth graders. She's not only a fourth grader, but the youngest fourth grader. And she crushed and did it confidently and did awesome. And her sister, Diora helped her practice for it and sing. And she did a great job. And for Diora, it was in this play, Amelie, a few months ago, where she was awesome, stole the show, awesome throughout the entirety of it as this waitress character, but then also had a, like a role in a dream sequence as Elton John and each of the three nights it was the single best performance of the entire play it was it brought it got a standing ovation brought the house down was breathtaking um, and on that note by the way anybody watching that's in the University of California Berkeley admissions Bar, if you want to see that video I can email it to you at any or if time you want
2: to see that video it's also on my application oh it is yeah
1: oh well then you're getting in that, then I, you know what i didn't know that they accepted that video you're gonna Not say
2: that too confidently because oh. it'll be really rough the next podcast <laughs> uh,
1: well we'll see uh scoot I
2: don't,
1: sorry diura right 9.2 out of 10. i don't want i right? told
2: you you can't 9.2 do
1: that out of 10. i Great told job. you that you have to stop episode 145 what's right we'll see you guys thursday toodles hey it's nick Wright. thank you so much for watching please do us a favor Click subscribe. It helps my ego, and demonze has got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers, so help him out. And also, click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.